You are listening to the Survived to Thrive podcast with Amy Miller, a podcast for survivors of suicide loss. In this weekly podcast, you will learn more about your unique experiences and gain insights on your brain and how it processes grief and loss due to a loved one's suicide. While suicide grief comes in all shapes and sizes, Amy shows you that you still can have a life full of joy and fulfillment even though your loved one died. You don't have to just survive anymore. You can thrive. You are listening to the Survive to Thrive podcast with Amy Miller, episode 42, Acceptance. Hey guys, how are you? Oh, I'm so glad you're here with me today. I'm so looking forward to recording this podcast. It's always so refreshing and enlightening to be able to attend a conference like I did over the weekend. I was able to attend the 26th annual suicide bereavement conference that my local chapter in the state of Arizona presents. It's the chapter for suicide bereavers. It's called Impact SOS, which is sponsored by the Suicide Prevention Organization for my state. And it was just an incredible informative, powerful day. And I just loved every second of it. I loved the presenter. I loved everything he presented. I loved all the information I learned. I loved listening to other suicide loss survivors in a group environment. It was just fantastic to hear the experiences they were experiencing, the emotions that they were feeling, and really were earnestly looking for relief and help. And it was just so fantastic, the questions that I heard, because it really got me thinking a lot about what I can do for those I coach and what I could present in this podcast. So I really appreciated it this weekend. So there was a particular gentleman that got up who spoke to the idea that he was really struggling with finding any kind of happiness since he lost his son due to suicide. And the presenter asked him how long ago he had lost his son. He said it had been about two years, but that he really struggled with the idea of feeling any kind of happiness. And he had wondered if there was ever going to be a day when he could feel some happiness again. And I really thought, It was a fantastic question. I thought it was a really fair question to ask. And I feel like a lot of survivors can relate to this, right? There's a real challenge for survivors of suicide loss to find happy times after they have grieved such a complicated loss as suicide, right? And so I really appreciated the honesty with his question. And it really got me thinking about the stages of grief and all the emotions and the feelings that we feel as we're going through the stages. And it got me thinking about the stage of acceptance and how it's generally accepted that this is the stage that we need to arrive to in order to get through the grief process. And so I thought it would be important to discuss this and to discuss what acceptance is, what it looks like, and to speak to the obstacles for suicide loss survivors to get to acceptance and to 
speak to the solutions that we could utilize in order to overcome these obstacles. So I thought I would discuss it in this episode. All right, so let's get going on this. So in order to understand and know if we have gotten to this place of acceptance, we have to understand what the characteristics of acceptance are. So I would thought I would touch on each of those in this episode today. Okay, so the first characteristic I want to talk about is feeling positive emotions and feeling hopeful. Okay, now, when you're going through the initial stages of grief, you're going to feel a lot of negative emotions and you're probably not going to feel very many positive emotions. Okay. You might have a little bit of a glimpse. You might think of a memory of your loved one that'll make you laugh or make you smile. But for the majority of the day and the weeks, you're going to feel a lot of negative emotions. You're going to be feeling a lot of sadness. You're going to feel some regret. You're going to feel some guilt. You're going to feel some anger. You're going to feel some remorse. You're going to feel real profound grief. You're going to really feel like you miss your loved one. You're going to feel a lot of emotions that I think in general, most of us would prefer not to have. And a lot of emotions that we would like to resist. But I think what you're going to find is when you have gotten to a place of acceptance, you're going to feel more positive emotions than you are going to feel negative. It doesn't mean that all of those negative feelings are going to go away magically or that they're just going to disappear. Okay. Cause they're most likely going to stay. In fact, some of those emotions, you're probably still going to want to hold on to at least to some degree, like missing your loved one. I know for me, I still want to miss my sister. I still want to feel like I miss her. Okay. So really what it looks like is that you're going to probably have more good days and more good moments than you have bad days. Okay. Now that might look like barely more. It might look like 51%. Okay. Totally fine. All right just so that you are recognizing that you're having a lot of good days and that you're having a lot of good moments, despite having lost a loved one that you care so deeply about. Okay. The second characteristic of acceptance that I want to talk, touch on is accepting what reality is as opposed to focusing on what you thought it would be. Okay. Now what this looks like is being able to understand that you, your loved one is no longer here on this earth with you. Okay. And it's okay. It's okay that they're not here. It's okay that they're going to miss some of those future events with you. Now that doesn't mean you don't miss them. Okay. During those future events, it just means that you are accepting the reality of it, that you're accepting that they are no longer here with us. Okay. Instead of focusing so much on what you thought it would be. Okay. What you thought would happen. Okay. I find a lot of survivors really stuck in this. Okay. Where they feel like they 
can no longer go on with a wedding or they can no longer celebrate a birthday or they no longer could have that family gathering that they usually did their family reunion or something that they were used to on a traditional level. Maybe they feel like they can't gather together for a holiday like Thanksgiving or something like that. I know that was a real challenge for us because our sister, my sister was found on Thanksgiving morning. So Thanksgiving for a little while was real challenging. Okay. Just notice if you are really focused on what you thought it would or should be instead of accepting what the reality is. Okay. All right. So what's another characteristic of acceptance? Another one is being able to be vulnerable. Okay. The presenter over the weekend, he said something that I thought was really great. He said, if you want to feel love, you need to be vulnerable. And it really got me thinking about it. Okay. And got me thinking about what being vulnerable is, what that looks like. But I think once we have accepted our loss, we feel more confident or at least more courage, right? To be able to be more vulnerable, to share our emotions and our feelings. Okay. Now, that doesn't mean that you're just totally an open book and you can share everything with everybody that you ever come across. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm talking about is being to being able to share your experience with other people that you trust, okay? To be able to share the emotions that you've experienced and the feelings that you felt and that sort of thing, okay? It's being able to be vulnerable, to show people that you have feelings about your loss, that you have really experienced something that was challenging and hard and not to mask it or hide it or change it. It's just being honest and communicating more openly and honestly. Okay. All right. The next characteristic I want to touch on is feeling more secure in your life without your loved one. Okay. So I find that a lot of survivors, especially with those who have lost their spouse, right? They just really struggle with feeling very insecure. Okay. Sometimes the spouse did a lot around the house. Okay. Maybe they took care of a lot of things. Maybe they handled the finances. Maybe they handled the brunt of the housework. Maybe they handled the yard work. And a lot of survivors can feel very overwhelmed and insecure with their new reality. Okay. Because their loved one is no longer to do those things. All right. So it's feeling more secure in your life without your loved one and feeling more confident that you're able to do those things without the person there anymore. Okay. The next characteristic of acceptance I want to speak to or speak of is the idea and the willingness that you can invest in yourself, that you are having compassion and self-love for yourself. Okay. Now, when you think about when you're in the grief scenario, when you're really in those first stages where you're really 
trying to deal with the shock and the confusion and all of that and the sadness and all of the strong overpowering emotions a lot of times we find ourselves in self-neglect right where we're not really taking care of ourselves as we should we're not bathing we're not taking care of basic hygiene we're not we're forgetting about ourselves many survivors in this stage can go days without brushing their teeth and not even realize that they're not taking care of themselves because they're in so much grief. Okay. So you get back to this place where you're taking care of yourself regularly, but you're not only taking care of yourself on a regular basis, like basic hygiene and things, but you're actually doing things that improve yourself, that fulfill your life more. It will be things like going on vacations and going after some of the things that you really like doing and planning get-togethers and things like that. And I'm not saying that you're doing this all the time either. It's more of just having more motivation to be able to do those things and to want that you're doing those things because you want to do those things. Okay. And just really forgiving yourself and and looking at yourself with a lot of love of your as you have experienced this event in your life, right? That you really think of yourself and care for yourself in a compassionate way. Okay. The last one that I really want to touch on, and I'm not saying that this list is necessarily the only characteristics because there are more out there. I just find that these ones are ones that are common when we're in the acceptance stage of grief. They're the ones that are recognize, more recognizable and they're the ones that are easy, easy to identify, if you will. Okay. So the last one I really want to touch on is that we're willing to find meaning. Okay. Now, many of that I became a certified grief educator and one of the major works of David Kessler, who I received my training from, was a sixth stage, which he calls finding meaning. So he doesn't really categorize this particular stage in the acceptance stage. What I really look at this particular thing is just the willingness to find meaning of the experience that you're, you've experienced, that you're willing to see how this makes sense for you now, that you've experienced this event and that you're willing to look at a way that you can find meaning, okay? That you are able to use this experience in such a way to actually either benefit other people or to expand yourself in a more meaningful way. And it can look like a lot of different things. And so I think it's just a matter of being willing and open to the idea that because you have experienced such a traumatic loss, that your life will in some ways be more enriched and better because you have experienced this type of loss. Now, this in no way, in absolutely no way replaces the idea that you, because you've gone through this loss, that 
you're that it's better that you went through this experience. This does this is not what this means. This no price of someone's life is worth that. It's more of just understanding that because you have experienced such an extraordinary loss that your life can be better because of it and that your experience can benefit someone else's life as well. Okay. And so I think you can recognize that you're in acceptance when you're willing to get to a place of finding meaning. Okay. All right. So those are those characteristics that I wanted to touch on. So what are some of the obstacles that survivors of suicide loss tend to go through? Well, one of the obstacles that I find that a survivor really has a struggle with accepting is they make it mean that they're condoning what has happened, right? They really think that if they accept the loss, that they're condoning that their loved one died by suicide. And this in no way condones it. It just truly, it truly just means that we understand the reality of it. It doesn't mean that you gave permission or that you give permission that your loved one can die by suicide. That's not what it means. Okay. But I think a lot of us get stuck in that, that if we accept it, that we've condoned it. Another obstacles is that we can't let go of the idea that it could be changed. Okay. So what that looks like is sometimes we like to go back to the past and think if only I had said whatever it is, if only I had chosen to do whatever it was, if only I would have done yada, yada, yada. Okay. Now we can get in these thought loops, right. Of I could have, or should have, or would have. Right. And I think a lot of survivors get there. Right. But I feel like that the reason why we do this is because we feel like it, it creates some sort of power over the situation, right? That there was a possibility that if we had done whatever it is that we think, okay, that we could have changed the outcome, right? And it feels in some way we could have controlled the situation or that we can control the situation. But the reality is it's already done, that it's already in the past and that we can't control it, that there's nothing that we could do or say that will change what has already occurred, no matter how much we go back into the past and try and envision, you know, a different response or a different action or different words that could have come out of our mouths or different thoughts or different things we could have done, right? I know for some survivors, they really live with this guilt of wishing they would have just checked their loved one into a mental hospital and somehow that would have saved them. Now, maybe they could have checked that person into the hospital and maybe it would have saved them for maybe that day or for a couple days, but that doesn't mean that it would have prevented them from ultimately making that decision. It's just something we can never know. So it really wastes a lot of our emotional energy to really spend a lot of time there. Okay. The 
Next um, obstacle I want to touch on is this idea that if we accept it, then it's real, right? If we accept the reality of it, then it's real, that our loved one is gone, that we can no longer see them anymore, that we can no longer talk to them anymore, that they can't just come over for Sunday dinner anymore. And so it's, it's a real challenge and an obstacle for us to wrap our heads around that, that it is real. And so we really worry if that we get to this place of acceptance, then it's real. The next acceptance obstacle that I feel like suicide loss survivors experience is judgment. Okay. So what I mean by this is a lot of times we're in a place of judgment and without even realizing it, maybe we're judging the loss in itself. Maybe we're judging the suicide part to it. Maybe we're judging the family dynamic. Maybe we're judging the experience that we're experiencing and how it's all going down or the family experience of it all. When we're really in a place of judgment, we really have a challenging time with acceptance, okay? Because if you even think about it by its definition, the opposite of acceptance is judgment. So it's a real challenge when we're stuck in judgment in order to get us to acceptance. Okay. Now, with all of that said, can we overcome the judgment? Absolutely. Can we try a little harder to be less judgmental towards the situation, towards the suicide, towards the experience of it all? Absolutely. And so there are ways that we can definitely overcome these things. Okay. I think that's it, my friends. If you are really struggling to get to this place of acceptance, I hope that this podcast episode was helpful for you. And if you are struggling with this, getting to this stage, I highly recommend that you sign up for a free. 30 minute consultation. And in that consultation, I'm going to offer a 20 minute free coaching session so that we can talk about this. So we can have a one-on-one discussion so that maybe we could give you a glimpse into seeing how your brain is holding you back and what you might be able to do today in order to let go of whatever it is you're holding on to. So I highly recommend you check it out. In order to sign up for it, you just need to go to my website at www.survived-2-thrive.com and there you can sign up for your free consultation. All right, my friends, I hope this was helpful for you. Thank you so much for listening. Until next week, have a great week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Survived to Thrive podcast. If you like this podcast, please share with your friends and write a review on iTunes. Also, check out survived-to-thrive.com for more information and to subscribe to get the podcast's latest episode, along with useful tips you can begin to use immediately to feel better, directly sent to your inbox.